On this podcast, I'm going to be giving you examples of thoughts that come from devils and thoughts that come from God. Is that thought from God or is it from devils? Is that idea from God? Is that plan from God? Here's a simple guideline. Does the thought bring love, joy, peace? Or does the thought bring fear, doubt, and torment? Now some examples. The thought came to me, you're 83 now. What will you do if you get to where you can't walk? You'll have to live someplace else. You can't live here if you can't walk. I was so bombarded by thoughts like that for a few seconds that I was paralyzed. And all I knew to do was say, God, help me. And instantly God sent me this word. God will supply all your need. And I cried out, that's right. And the devil fled from me the minute I recognized what was happening. If God supplies all our need, we don't have a need. We don't have that torment that the world has. The problem pops up, God supplies the answer. And that's what our life is like when we belong to God. Philippians 4.19 God will supply all your need. So then you don't have a need. You may at first have a need, but God supplies that need. So then there's no problem. As I considered putting new upholstery on my 25-year-old car, the thought came to me. Or you could just buy a new car. It was like I was struck by a lightning bolt. I'd never thought of that. I could just buy a new car. I just sold a house in Texas. All the money from the sale of the house was sitting in the bank. I could buy a new car. I could pay cash for it, have money left over. And God was showing me not to have any fear on spending that money at my age because I wouldn't need it. And then God reinforced this word by giving me a dream that same night that I bought a new car. So the day after the dream, we went out and looked at cars and bought a car completely changed my direction by giving me an option, which I'd never before considered. One of our church members, a 70-year-old man, walked into his backyard one day and noticed his storage building, which was overflowing with his stuff. And the thought came, I need to build another storage building to hold some of my stuff. But then another thought came, why don't you just get rid of the stuff 
He was suffering from heart trouble at that time. It wasn't too many months or years before he had serious problems physically and ended up dying. He didn't need the stuff. That's wisdom from God. Why don't you just get rid of the stuff? That's not for everyone, that word. That was a word for him at that moment. 2018, I fell at my house in Texas. The phone was about six feet away in the bedroom. I lived alone, and no one was scheduled to come to my house for at least a week, and I was lying in the hallway. I turned on to my side, but there was such terrible pain. And when I tried to crawl on one side and inch my way to the place where the phone was, I just couldn't do it. But am I going to lie there for one week? I couldn't bear that thought either. And yet the pain was so terrible. And I heard a word from God, which changed everything. You can do this. I knew that was the Spirit of God. So, with that word, I began moving toward the phone an inch at a time on my side, crawling on the tile. It took four and a half hours, but I did get to the phone and I did get help because I had that word which changed everything. A high school friend of mine was in a country grocery store where we lived. And a man came into the store, a young man. And the thought came to her, he's going to be your husband. She was about 16 at the time, and so was he. When she told me this story, I said, oh, Annette, that was a word of knowledge. How did I know it was a word of knowledge? Well, first of all, it came to pass, and they were married, and they lived together about 60 years until Jerry died. It was truth. If you hear a thought like that, there are a few facts that, of course, you would want to investigate. Are both unmarried at the time? God's not going to have you marry a divorced woman because that would be adultery, Matthew 5.32. So that would be a thought from a devil. So you would establish your situation. Another thing is she was Baptist. Does this young man believe in God? That's important, critical. He did believe in God. So sometimes you get facts, and it clears up the situation. But this was a word of knowledge given to Annette back in the 1950s. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 tells the gifts of the Holy Spirit and word of knowledge is one of them. It tells you something that you have no way of knowing. 
the Holy Spirit will not lead us into something that is contrary to the Word of God. But the devil will try to get you to go in a way contrary to the Word of God. John 10.10 Jesus says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So if the thought would cause you to sin against the Bible, it is not from God, but it's from devils. And it will destroy you if you go that way. 1 Peter 5, 7 and 8 Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He will eat you alive if you let him, and he does it with thoughts. Whom resists steadfast in the faith? A young married woman was attracted to a man at the place where she worked. She did not walk away. She began a friendship with this man, though she was married. She ended up divorcing her husband. For the devil is looking for people he can destroy. A churchwoman began entertaining various fear-filled thoughts, after which she came to me and made the following statement. She said, I no longer care about anyone or anything. I no longer read the Bible or the blog. I no longer care about anything. And I said, oh, but if you go that way, what's going to happen to you? She said, I don't want to talk to you about this. She went into the adjacent bathroom, and I called out, don't leave until I can talk to you about this. I knew I could prove to her that she had taken in thoughts of the devil and had believed them and was acting upon them. I knew I could prove it. But she snuck out and disappeared. How did I know I could prove it? Because there was one thing I knew she cared about. She had a little dog, and she was devoted to that little dog. She cared about that little dog. And so when she said, I no longer care about anything, I knew she had bought a lie from the devil. Later, she apologized to me for doing this. But see, the devil's going to eat you alive if he can. Now, does that have to make you fearful? No. It causes you to take those thoughts to God in prayer when you have fear or an idea. And he will establish your thoughts. 
We must learn to do what Paul said to do in taking thoughts captive. 2 Corinthians 10.5 Casting down imaginations. The devil will bring a thought to you of what's going to happen. Casting down imagination. How do we cast them down? Well, one way is to try the spirit. When that thought comes about what's going to happen, if it's negative especially, you just say to that spirit, do you confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh? For spirits from the devils will say no, they don't confess that. Spirits that are from God will say yes. This may sound insane, but that's what the Apostle John said to do. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. 1 John chapter 4 And I said to God one time, Can I really do this? Can I address a spirit? Can I speak to a spirit and say, Do you confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh? And God said to me, God is a spirit and you speak to him. And I said, oh. And I was convinced that I was going the way the Apostle John said to go in 1 John chapter 4. Casting down imagination, says Paul in 2 Corinthians 10.5. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Sometimes there is a fight of faith. The devil will try to convince you by some means to quit believing the Bible and you dig your heels into the ground and hold on and resist continuing to say, I am going to believe what this scripture says regardless. For all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable to us to correct ourselves, to reprove the situation, to instruct us in righteousness. That is from Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. So you hold on no matter what the circumstances look like. And sometimes, if you'll just begin to pray, thanking God for the things that you have that you are grateful for, the devil speaking those things to you will flee from you. I've had that many times. I've had devils bring thoughts, and I would just say, praise God, thank you for my salvation. I've had times when I would say that over and over, and I would even fall asleep saying that. And the devil fled from me because I would not turn loose of God. The devil is like a roaring lion walking about seeking 
whom he may devour. Resist, and he will flee from you. And in the last days, the devil grows so fierce that Jesus told us in Matthew 24, Except the days are shortened, there would be no flesh saved, but for the elect's sake, the days will be shortened. You must hold on to God regardless. Thank you for allowing me to share with you.